Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for taking the time to download and listen to another podcast of Will's Take on Sports. I'm the host, Will Walker. Whatever platform that you're listening to this platform, this podcast on, please hit that like, follow, or subscribe button. Also, join me tomorrow morning and on Thursdays, on Monday and Thursdays at 7 a.m. on Freaker.com. The link is in the description. Today's podcast, Think I Better Let It Go. No, the title's not talking about me yearning for past love. That's the Teddy P. Stone recommends. No, I'm not talking about Messi and how many um, club teams need to let it go that he's not going to leave Barcelona. Definitely not talking about my hatred of the Jets, Knicks, or Notre Dame. I don't care if they put those logos on toilet paper. I wouldn't even waste the time of waste my money buying those, buying that product just to wipe my butt with. But anyway, I am talking about I better let go that MVP thought that he's a franchise player. See, I thought Giannis was a franchise player because he's a two-time, he will be a two-time MVP. I thought those two things coincide. They they were the same. But not in this case. Giannis better find a way to get a post-up game because if he don't get a post-up game, he's going to keep getting bounced on the playoffs. I know he was injured in this game today with the Miami Heat, but Giannis is flawed. I'm going to get these young men's thoughts. And see what they say. I did pick against the Miami Heat. Um, I eat crow on that, as I have been from uh, Heat Nation. They have been giving me a hard time and telling me that I'm not a true fan. And that's okay. I'll take that. I'll take it. But nobody, absolutely nobody saw the Miami Heat beating this team the way they are. We're going to welcome in the twins. Welcome in Lou. Welcome in Mr. Walter Strong and Mr. Derek Wilson. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Hey, yo, hey, hey. Yo. All right, well, hello, hello, hello. Great grind day. Great grind day. Great, great, great. Oh, I think I better let it go today today's podcast. Anybody else thinks that the franchise player is supposed to be the MVP? Anybody else has that thought process? Go start with the Twins first. What do you think? Is the MVP uh, a franchise player? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I could add that. Yeah. yeah. In so many ways, yeah. What about you, Lou? Absolutely. I mean, you know, he's the top player, MVP. I mean, you know, this guy has to mean something. And by the way, this game was tied with a, minute, with a second and a half to go. And? <laughs> and? <laughs> and? You thought that Miami was going to take it, you know, Milwaukee, you know, and this oh, was the Greek freak, so they're holding their own. Okay, Walter, is the MVP a franchise player? 
You have no arguments with me. I mean, you you don't want to see no situation where a person like David Robinson becomes the MVP and then Akeem Olajuwon, for all you young people who may not know about that, just school uh, Robinson because he didn't really grasp the true understanding of what an MVP. And I think that's the process what our good friend Giannis is going through. Derek? I think he is. I think he's a, a franchise player. Uh, I think he's just he's young, and yeah. he's gotta he's gotta go through the pain just like everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. LeBron is a, fran- a franchise player, but uh, as as Will knows all too well, LeBron had a whole bunch of real bad showings in the playoffs until D Wade taught him how to win. Let me ask you guys this before we move on. Is Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez and Eric Bledsoe and the rest of those guys, or George Hill, Wes Matthews, DiVincenzo, is that the group that can help him get uh, to that elusive title for the Milwaukee Bucks that they have not won since 1971? Is that the group that can help Giannis get to the title? I think that's what the concentration should be on is his supporting cast. Twins, is that group going to be able to help him win a title? Okay, no, no. I think more likely if this was me in that position, I would look at the guards. They need a more scoring production from the guard perspective that George Hill is not one of. So even though that he could be a X factor to them winning games, but that scoring is something that he would have to work on. But I can't see those group of core guys actually helping guys at this point. Lou? Well, I was hoping that, you know, I had the Bucks and the Lakers, of course, in the final, but I don't know if this group is actually going to have enough to – I carry um, Giannis uh, to give him a title. I thought at first, but uh, now I see it happening. Uh, no, I really don't. Walter? Oh, definitely not. They're going to have to go back to the drawing board. And they're not that far off. Let's let's kind of put things in its proper context. Um, I think if this would have been a regular – 82-game season at the pace where the uh, the Bucks were going. They still would have lost probably in the Eastern Conference Finals, but I think this whole bubble experiment has thrown off a lot of teams. So it just uh, escalates Milwaukee's rebuilding process where they have to really – and correct me if I'm wrong, isn't Mike Budahos, uh from the Popovich, uh, from the tree of Greg Popovich? Is that a correct Yeah, statement? but he hasn't but... – he, he he's great. He's great. He's great in the regular season, yeah. like Popovich, but he's done nothing in the playoffs. Right, and the reason why I ask that is because when you look at the success of how the Spurs were able to get Tony Parker, uh, Mano Ginobili, and uh, what's the other guard that's still playing? Um, he's still playing Adam right Mills. now. Thank you. The Bucks. The Bucks really have to go after those types of guards mm-hmm. to be with. Giannis, um, in my opinion, 
and you keep Middleton, you get you some shooters, but you got to go after some quality guards like that um, who can step up to the pressure. And if the Bucks can do that in the next few years, they will finally uh, break through and get to the NBA Finals. They better do it next season because he's gone after next year. But that's just my opinion. Derek? Yeah. I, I say I say no, but with one caveat. I think um, because of the way that they play, I, I agree with something that Walter said. You know what I mean? He is from the pop tree. But there's a difference in the way that he plays from the, the way that he coaches from pop. I think that if you watch the game, even today, when Giannis went out of the game, you watch what that team really should look like. The ball is hopping, the guards are penetrating, but because he has the ball so much, he can't have a guard like Eric Bledsoe. So they need a they need a standstill shooter at the other guard. Other than that, I think that the actual lineup itself is fine. They just need to stop playing so much ISO ball. It's, it's not that his supporting cast ain't good. They just stand around watching him all the time. And I don't know who else watching the game besides for me today, but their mm-hmm. offense looked completely different when the ball doesn't go through him. And that was what Kevin Durant begged so much for when he got to Golden State and then complained about it when he left Golden State was that the ball moved too much. If the ball on that team moved, when he's on the floor like it does when he's off the floor, I think that team actually could win it. But if they continue to play that they do, it don't matter who they bring in. As long as he's holding on to the ball so long, it's not going to matter. Right. Well, if he goes to Golden State, he gonna, the, ball, the ball's going to hop. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's kind of the if point. Goes, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even, even, the way way that, um, they, even the way that the Spurs played with Duncan, you know what I mean? The ball still moved a bunch before it ended up back in Duncan's hands. Right. I, I I concur with you. I think Giannis, but Giannis has a major flaw in his game because he just cannot. It, it makes, it's, it's almost disheartening watching him because I'm like, you're just too big not to be able to play with your back to the basket. You you just should be able to play with your back to the basket, but that's not, he's not comfortable. It's, it's, it's almost like LeBron, LeBron before he got uh, the mm-hmm. post up. So that's what he's going to have to do. Let me ask you guys this. Um, you know, uh, yesterday the college football show was on, and the big thing that's moved around black Twitter and Twitter, period, is the Kurt Street message to uh, his response to a piece yeah. that was on um, college game day. And I, you'd have thought this dude gave out the menu to the church picnic the way black people were giving him an amen and way to go and all that type of stuff. But anyway, twins, what is your thoughts about her, her street message? I didn't watch it. What do you say? White people got to do better, basically. That's the summation. That's a good summation then. I mean, yeah, anybody can say that, though. Any white person would say that. It's just a matter of backing it up and trying to figure out what you're going to do to help resolve this problem, you know? Going behind Hmm. people's back, talking and talking and carrying on, but 
Yeah, you can go on camera and say, oh, yeah, we white folks got to do better. We got to do this. <laughs> we got to take a stand. But if you ain't going to take a stand, if you ain't going to help this matter, then you just, like I said last week, don't make your bologna sandwich and shut up. We can just be holding a Confederate flag in the background afterwards. Who knows? So, uh, <laughs> it's a just combination, but right. we just don't know if he's true. Yep. I just don't know if he's true or not. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, uh, Louis. I didn't get a chance to hear that message either. I mean, you know, I mean, I was paying attention to the games yesterday, but I didn't really hear much of a message from uh, Herb Street. I'm not a big fan of him anyway, much. Yeah, the short version I gave you, that's just basically what he said, and then he had some waterworks with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your work on him? Huh? Too much to work that's on him. Just, that's, yeah, that's that's the no nah, man. I mean, he had black folk, boy. I'm telling you, he had a. I'm telling you, you thought you thought he said uh, that that the uh, that systemic systemic racism ended the way black folk was cheering him on. He just thought it was over. Uh-huh. But anyway, <laughs> Walter. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I, I I also put things in the context where you know he has a platform, so he's speaking to his audience, uh, those that really appeal to him. Um, thank you, little man, for agreeing with me. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's primarily speaking to his base, just like we all have our own platforms that we have. We're going to have a core base that's really going to listen to what we have, and, and hopefully, with a grain of salt, it will really challenge people to take serious, but the bottom line is, you know, I can say it, but I got to lead by example. So um, my, 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 my follow-up to that is, okay, well, okay, you want to make that statement? Well, show me how you're going to lead by example. That's all. And Derek. Well, y'all know my thought on this. I, I, I actually posted that yesterday, and this is where I stand on it. I actually felt like he meant it. I really did. I felt like he meant it, but just like I said when I posted it, now it's just like Walter said, it's the what are you going to do next that's yep. going to tell me if it was sincere or not, because this is the thing. I think we I think we get to the point sometime where we we took so many hits that we can't trust nobody, which rightfully so. We should feel that way about a whole lot of things. But if we ever want anything to change, we're going to have to give some of these people half a chance to see what they do. Now, if he does anything halfway productive, then we all know he was sincere. If he don't, mm-hmm. and he make this statement, and you don't hear nothing from him, you don't hear about him doing nothing, about him saying nothing else, about him actually putting his hands to the fire or holding some of his friends or some of his colleagues or even the powers that be accountable for some of this stuff that they're saying, then we'll know it was just a bunch of hot air. So right now, I believe him. I believe he meant it. Until we see what happened next, I'm just I'm taking the wait and see approach. I ain't saying he wasn't telling the truth. I ain't saying he was. Yeah. It felt real, but we'll see. Okay, moving on to the NFL. Um, <laughs> I wanted the NFL. We'll start on Thursday. I I, I don't want to get into it. I just don't. I'm I'm gonna take your approach, Derek. I'm gonna be positive today. I'm gonna take your right. approach. I'm a I'm gonna wait and see. Um, the NFL is going to start. We're going to start with Kansas City going up against Houston Thursday night. They usually do this. 
Um, the NFL starts with the Super Bowl winner or a Super Bowl participant on that showcase Thursday night game. I'm going to get into what you guys think about that game. But I want to go ahead and get everybody's Super Bowl prediction. Too early Super Bowl prediction. I know it's before the season starts. But, Twins, who do you think will make the Super Bowl this year? Boy, this is a tough one. Uh, if I had a pick, I'm not picking anybody. It's, I, I can't. <laughs> I just can't. It's too early for me. Um, okay, I'll just say this. All I'll say right now at this point, I'm just going to say Kansas City back to back. That, that's all I'll say. But on the NFC side, I couldn't change it. Maybe New Orleans, I guess. I'm just throwing something out there. I would like to see – I would really like to see a uh, Seattle and Kansas City ordeal. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I would like to see that. Hmm. And I would like to see Kansas City win back-to-back again. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to show that. Okay. Lou? Okay. I know you're going to think I'm all, think I'm going to be crazy for saying this, but this is, this is my personal thing here. I'm going to say – 49ers against the Bills. Jimmy G has got the like build up from last year. I see revenge. I see revenge from the Super Bowl loss. And I see Buffalo on the upswing this year, taking the AFC East division. And I think that they're going to they're going to be in the Super Bowl. Nope, you ain't crazy at all. Good prediction. That's that's solid. Walter. Thanks. See, I'm gonna be nice to you, Lou. You being crazy. We we from New York. We from the East Coast. We straight up crazy. Bro. I realize the twins <laughs> over in Indiana. Y'all from Indiana, right? Yeah, we from Indiana. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah that, you. I figured y'all were some Pacer guys. You know, me being you know from the Knicks and, and the Pistons. So I'm gonna be straight up. You're crazy. Mm-hmm. You're crazy. Uh, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> right. I, just, I, just, I want to keep it real with you. Thanks for agreeing with me. He's over there in Jersey. Come on, man. Long Island, Long Island, baby. Uh, that's like me saying the Jets are going to win. Right. Um, I, I would go with the Twins, Seattle, and Kansas City. And with one caveat, though, my boy Russell Wilson gets another trophy. MVP trophy. That would be my favorite. Yeah. You on that Russell Wilson bandwagon, aren't you? Yes, sir. I love me some Russell Wilson. He got that grit. He got some straight up true grit. Okay, I'm gonna leave that alone. Um, go ahead, D. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, Kansas City, and I'm actually gonna go with Tampa, just because I'm not a big San Francisco fan. I hate watching them play. I think the game is boring. And I don't think, even though I think Seattle has a better team than Tampa, I think because they're in the same division with San Francisco and the Rams and Arizona, I think that's going to kind of beat them up over the year. By the time the playoffs come, they're going to probably have a little bit of attrition. So I'm going to go with Tampa just because they got kind of a weaker division except for Mm. New Orleans, which may give them an easier road during the playoffs, if they got home games down here in this Florida heat, you know what I mean? That's that's a whole different story. Kansas City, I think, is going to just – they added a running back, you know what I mean? They bought everybody back. Nico Hartman is going to be better this year. Tyreek Hill is still the cheetah. So, yeah, I got Kansas City in, in Tampa right now. Okay. 
I like Lou's pick with Buffalo, and I'm going to say Buffalo and I'm going to say Minnesota. I'm going with Buffalo mm-hmm. and Minnesota. Those are the two things. And I know I know Stephon Diggs isn't there, but uh, Adam Thielen ain't bad. Kyle Rudolph is still there. And, of course, if Dalvin stays healthy, they'll be all right. And Kirk Cousins should do better to do just enough. But just that's just me just throwing something out there because the NFL is so unpredictable. Sometimes I, you know, Kansas City could just be get hit with a lot of injuries. You never know. But I definitely agree with everybody that right. Kansas City is the best team in the AFC if everybody's healthy. So with that being said, let me ask you guys who who will be the surprise team? Because we had San Francisco last year go from four wins to the Super Bowl. So who will be this year's San Francisco or a surprise team that didn't make the playoffs and make the playoffs? Gonna start with you first, D. Honestly, this. I'm going to tell y'all the truth. This is going to hurt my feelings to say this because I really don't like this dude at all. But I actually think Cleveland is going to make a jump just because they've had everybody for two years. And I think you kind of saw what they could do a couple of times last year. And I think mm-hmm. Baker getting his head smashed in so many times is going to make him understand that he actually has to play football before he can talk trash. So, they would be my sleeper in the AFC and in the NFC. I'm actually gonna go with with, uh, with Arizona. I think Arizona gonna be real good this year. I think they got a lot of firepower to play around with. Walter, my bad, Pat. You on mute. Um, oh, you okay? Sleeper team. My sleeper team. I would say what would be a real good sleeper team would probably be. The Giants. I would say that if that, they, they make a move, the Giants. That's a real yeah, I have Right. Yeah. I, I have more faith in the Giants than the Jets. So, the Giants. Yeah, that's a real sleeper. Right there. Right. I, All I right, Put you to sleep too much. There. Well, not to sound biased, but I do think my Jets can be a sleeper. I'm not just saying because I'm a fan. I think they got something building on, especially from the second half of last year, and, oh. well, as much as I hate to admit it, um, well, maybe Tampa. Twins? The Bucks. The Bucks. Okay. <laughs> as much as I don't want to admit <laughs> as much as I don't want to say this, uh, it's in my heart, and I have no idea. I shouldn't go with my heart on this one, but I think Pittsburgh. Oh, wow. Mm, that's, that's, a a good, that's a good one. Roethlisberger has thought. last legs, though. That's a good thought. I got yeah. – uh, I got – actually, I got uh, two in mind. I got the Broncos or the Bengals. Okay, I like that. Okay. Mm. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, that's fair. That's a real. Those yep. are real sleepers. Yep. Broncos and the Bengals. Yeah, but if I had to choose between the two, it'd be the Broncos. I like Jerry Judy. I like uh, Drew Lock, and the defense. I like them. So it look like they they can actually hit the playoffs this year. I can see it. The Bucks did it without Giannis at the time of this recording. The Bucks finally beat the Heat, but they did it without Giannis. Hey, it is what it is. 
It is what it is. It, it's weird how that works because he came out eight for ten. Oh man, what a good. Yeah, he came out eight for ten and then he turned his ankle, but no, it, the other team made shots. When the That's ball moves. Yeah, they they and they made shots in this in this game, so you can't. It, oh. That's how it works. Yeah. Hey, you sure they you sure it. they won? Cause it's it's one sixteen to one fifteen with three seconds left. You sure the game over? Three, yeah, yeah, but but the Heat don't have any timeouts there. Don't have any uh, timeouts. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, that's why. That's why I called it. Nobody's any timeouts. Yeah. Okay. All right. That makes sense. More fouls to give. Yeah, the Bucks. The Bucks just moved the ball to half court, and the Heat, yeah, they don't. All they gotta do is get the ball in bounce. I mean, well, get it in bounce. The Heat foul. The Heat don't have the Heat. The Heat can't advance the ball, so it's a wrap. Mm, okay, it's wrap. It's over. Yeah. yeah, it's over. Okay. So, um, I like all you guys' picks as a sleeper. Yeah, it was it was a good game, and they all all four of those games have been good. To be honest with you, that garbage at the end of game two was just ridiculous. But anyway, um, well, my sleeper. Yeah, my, my sleeper team for uh, the NFL, I would have to agree with Derek. I, I think uh, Cleveland can be a sleeper team. I think they can go from what they did last season uh, to the playoffs because Kansas, uh, the only team they got to really deal with in that in that division is Pittsburgh. I mean, not Pittsburgh, it's um, Baltimore. Baltimore. I don't know what Pittsburgh, yeah, I don't know what Pittsburgh is going to do, and we all know Cincinnati going to get that boy killed. That that young quarterback, he gonna he gonna be running for his life. So, uh-huh. yeah, new new new. <laughs> Joe Burrow, he go, he gonna go from throwing seventy touchdown passes to getting sacked for seventy times. That's how that's gonna work out for him. <laughs> it's gonna be not be pretty, man. Not that be adds pretty. Up. That adds up. It's it's gonna be tough. Okay, so oh yeah, the NBA bubble. We've seen this. It's, it, to me, this has been some very good basketball. I heard you, Walter, when you said that uh, it might have been a, it, it would be a, it's a different dynamic because they're in the bubble. To me, they're professionals. They're supposed to be able to handle any situation. I get we're in a global pandemic, but they're in the bubble, so they are professionals. They should be able to handle it. But what I want to ask you guys is, should they? with the with the way things are now, and they did a, this, they had this little setting this this tournament-type setting, this college-type field, can the NBA and should the NBA go to an in-season tournament and scrap the All-Star game? Let's start with you first, Derek. I would say no. The reason why I would say no is because it still wouldn't give you the same kind of dynamic because travel would be one thing. Travel mm-hmm. would be one thing, you know what I mean? Like playing in the bubble, mm-hmm. you play every other day. Like it's been awesome. Right. I'm not kidding, but it's gonna be real hard for you to to replicate that same kind of consistent play day in and day out. Like right now, nobody has jet lag or any of that stuff. You know what I mean? Everybody play the game, go to the hotel, get treatment. They do all of that stuff. Two days later, they come back out and they play again. They don't have. I mean, you're not you're not going to have the same kind of effect. So I think now, if anything, what they should do, I, I like this better, is do the seeding based on regions. I would do that oh, at the yeah. end of the season when when we're going to do seeding for playoffs. Have four regions that way the travel isn't that far away, and you make them play just like they played in the bubble every other day. And then when it comes to the finals, 
Don't let nobody have home court. Put them back in the bubble. This has been some of the best basketball I have seen in a playoff city because everybody's fresh. The crowds aren't influencing the game. They're just going out there and best man wins. I, I, I love it, but I don't think they'll be able to scrap the All-Star game and do it just because there's too many moving parts oh. in a regular season. Okay. Walter? Yeah, I, I agree with Derek. It's, it's a little more difficult, but I, I do like the, the idea of taking the Eastern Conference West Conference Finals and putting them in one designated area, you know, like a bubble, almost like an uh, NCAA Final Four, um, and then have your NBA Finals in that same location. That way travel is not in, you know, if you made it to the conference finals and then to the finals, you've earned not having to go through all of that travel. So that way it's all in one place, almost like a Caesar Palace, a la Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier. Um, and it's right there in that one spot and let them go at it. That that they should consider doing. That's what I would take from the bubble. All right, Lou. Yeah, I like Walter's idea. Um, you know, have it, you know, like uh, the Western Conference and the, and the um, Browns playing in, the, in like a bubble location. It would cut down travel and not. But I don't think it would have an in-season tournament. I mean, it doesn't really have the same uh, impact, the same momentum as like playing in a, you know, in in a playoff in a playoff-like type atmosphere. So I wouldn't I wouldn't really go for that um that college type like uh, movement of what you were what we were trying to say. It, it doesn't it doesn't you know I don't think it would uh, make much of an impact. I mean, you're thinking of like the uh, preseason NIT tournament and stuff like that. I just don't think it's um, you know appropriate for um the, for the NBA. I I really don't. I don't think so. I don't think they should do that either. I think it, it just should be the way it should be. It's not uh, uh, not the college style. At all. So I'm with everybody else. I don't think it should be that. Yeah, and you know, so people at the end of the day also want to at least take some time. Doing the treatments and stuff like that and have some fun. So putting that in there would just damper everything for me. But yeah, I agree. It shouldn't happen. All right, let's welcome Mike in. He's thirty minutes late, but let's welcome Mike in. Uh, Mike. All right. Oh, hey, well, man. I had the question. Cook out thing. Oh, okay. Uh, the question is, uh, should the NBA, because of the success they've had with this uh, bubble situation, and it looked like they could probably pull off an in-season tournament uh, at several locations or three locations, kind of like how they got three gyms down there they're playing at. So could the NBA possibly pull off an in-season tournament and scrap the All-Star game? In-season tournament? I, oh, yeah, in-season, but not, not when they get to the playoffs. Home court, home, home, as you can see, the home court during the bubble thing is, is, is hurting several teams. So, so mid, during mid-season, mid-season it, it will be something great to have a turn. What teams is home court hurting? What teams is not having home court is getting hurt by that? You said it's hurting uh, teams that they're not having home court. Which teams are you talking about? Or did he put me on mute? I, he, 
Okay. Team I had. The only, well, the, only, well, the only team who had a problem not playing at home was the Philadelphia 76ers, and that was because they played horrible on the road all year. <laughs> that was, <laughs> thank you. But that was, a, a that was the only that. team I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah aside from that, deep. man, it's been awesome. That's true. It has. <laughs> I don't. I don't see. I don't see what home court has had anything to do with it. Basketball is basketball to me as far as they being professionals. It's just been great because what has happened is is every other day there's – and like I think someone mentioned, there's no travel. So the, the games have been exciting. They've definitely been competitive. I know that much. So And, 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 and the other thing that is uh, it has shown mm-hmm. which coaches can adjust on the fly. It's showing who can there coach you and who go. can't. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is the main thing I think. Uh, although Milwaukee, and I heard uh, you guys mention Bud Bud uh, Budenholzer uh, being a Popovich guy. That's all fine and dandy, but he ain't Popovich. That's just like when Bill Belichick. That's just like Bill Belichick guys. They leave him. They ain't Bill Belichick. I get that's players right. win in this league. Players win in this league, but he has not. He just doesn't have an innovative offense. Now, for some reason, it looked mighty innovative when that dude went out the game. I don't know what happened, but I think if he just stayed in the game, they'd have lost today because he was determined to beat Miami Heat by himself. Mm-hmm. He was determined to beat them by himself. So, but that, I don't that's the problem. You. He's a ball stopper. The teams exactly. who win now, even the Lakers, the teams who win now move the ball. The ball has to move. If people load up on you, you're not going to win. How weird is what the Houston Rockets doing? And teams that got seven footers are only getting like 30 points in the paint out of 100. How weird is that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Too weird, like, man. <laughs> you, you, should, you, you should be creaming this team. They got P.J. Tucker playing center. You should absolutely be it's, creaming this team. Not true. Not true. I'm tell you why. Back in the day when you had seven-footers for real, your seven-footers could be physical in the paint. You can't be physical in the paint. Every time you hit somebody in the chest with your body, they fall down and you get an offensive foul, which takes the physicality out of the game. So it really takes away your advantage of having a seven-footer down there in the paint because he can't be a seven-footer. Now he got to be like a guard almost. He got to know how much of his power to use. I can't bump you too hard. I can't hit you hard. I mean, you can't intimidate nobody when they come in the paint. So, really, there's no point. And if your seven-footer can't shoot, you definitely got a problem. Okay, that, that point is good with what you're saying. But what I'm talking about is why in the world can Anthony Davis stay on the block? Why is he allowing P.J. Tucker to walk him all the way to the three-point line to get the ball? Why can't he just stay because on the block? Because bigs now aren't playing on the block. Anthony Davis don't like playing down there. He don't. That's why they signed Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. He don't like playing in there. Good point. Good point. Listen, right. think about it, Will. That's How many times we talked about that on the show before the, before the last series? He don't like being in the paint. He don't. He, he, he don't like it at all. Yeah. He avoid the paint like child support. So I'm trying to tell you, and social distancing. He, now, that's one thing he got down the track. He's social distance out the paint. He just frustrated me the other night. I'm like, dude, just stand at the block and throw your hand up, and they can they can keep getting layups all night. What are you doing? Why are you letting this dude walk you to the three point line? I mean, he's literally pushing him to the three point line. I'm like, this is ridiculous, man. This is just absolutely. 
Well, well, may I add something right quick? I, I believe the Rockets okay. know that. I believe the Rockets know that, and that's why they're doing it. Because, like Derek said, you know, this whole thing about he don't want to play back to back. And I get it. This it's a three point copycat league. But come on, dude. Like you said, if you were in the park in the playground and you Anthony Davis size and you got a PJ Tuck on you like that, you know what you're going to. And I believe the Rockets believe the Rockets the Rockets know that, and they're going to exploit that as much as they can with the hopes of trying to hope it go in their favor, or hopefully the Frank logo can make some adjustments or something. Here's another question I want to ask you guys as you guys have been watching this playoffs with me. If you miss eight three-pointers in a row, should you stop shooting twins? I'm going to start with you first. No. No? No. You do not stop. What you do is you do make adjustments. Don't stop shooting. Right. No, I'm talking about from the three-point line. If you miss eight three-pointers. You don't – you don't stop shooting. You you can actually make adjustments to stop actually taking the three. If it ain't working out for mm-hmm. you, try something else. If that stroke comes back, then you can get back to the three point line. But if you're if you're that missing eight in a row, don't don't give don't give that up. That man was two for eleven. Yeah, but that it depends on who it is. Though, too. <laughs> I'm talking about that, that man was two. That man was two for eleven. He was two for eleven. I was like, "Stop shooting from out there! Shoot. You're not making it." Jalen Brown, stop shooting out there. Go, man, use your athletic ability. Yeah, he, you, you, yeah, you, he should have made some adjustments just, because he's good for that. He should have made the adjustments to start either attacking the basket like how he would do in any given situation, or taking mid range. I wouldn't. He, he just should have stopped. Maybe on his seventh attempt. Maybe his sixth. No, I would have said fourth. Stop on your fourth attempt because you know you ain't going to make it on your fifth. Stop on your fourth, work on something else, and then go back to it. Otherwise, you're draining yourself and you just. You're really taking yourself out of the game. That he did. Uh, Mike, as a guy misses eight, he's right? A shooter going to shoot. That's 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 what Mike. Don't matter if you miss, you gonna you gonna keep shooting. You gonna shoot yourself out the swim. He's a slasher. He's not a shooter. Well, he's been hitting three pointers. Uh, he's been hitting three pointers for us lately. So he so he think he's a three he a three pointer. That's what's wrong with the darn league right now. That's that's the exact problem. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead, Lou. Go ahead, Lou. Eight three points in a row you miss. Ah, come on, there's something wrong with that. If you if you miss that many, your team is in trouble. You gotta try to find some. You gotta try to find another way. I mean, you know, he who lives by a three dies by a three. When you're in that kind of a slump with that, you know, think of another think of another plan. There was no need for that. Eight in a row. That, that is that is without a doubt ridiculous. That was frustrating to watch, uh, Walter. What do you think? Uh, oh, eight yeah. rows. So you would, so you get off that lane. So you get off that line. Oh, de- de- definitely. And, and you find, and you find, you, you know, I remember back in the days when, when when the Pistons used to play, and the philosophy was if Benny came in and if he started to heat up, you keep it going to him until you shut it down, and then you move it to the next person. And I, I get it. If you want to play the three point game, 
just do it with the understanding that once, you know, I'm, I'm cold and I'm no longer hot anymore, you just find the next person. And I got to get back on defense and play. It's just that simple. But he wasn't making any adjustments. He kept running to the three-point line. Oh, no, I, I get it. And that's, and that's yeah. where I, I, fought Brad, I, I fought Brad Stevens, too. Because now when you call your timeout, you got to be able to say, hey, look, I, I realize it ain't happening right now, but I need you to, to, to do this and hit another four. Here's what I need you guys to do until we can get back to that point, you know. Um not everyone is, is Kobe Bryant. You know, I, I haven't seen anyone have the pass like Kobe did when he shot all those air balls against the Jazz, and then we later found out through his documentaries what was going on. But you don't find too many people trying to shoot all those shots and this and like that. If the coach want to keep the job. But then uh, in, the, then in the fourth quarter, quarter when he hit no shots, I said he was two for eleven, so he went two for three after he went zero for eight. Two for eleven, Ooh, yeah. that's embarrassing. Well, he well, he hit two big ones in the fourth in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he reduced the lead to four, and then the other one he released he re, he reduced the lead to five. They still. They, I, all I'm saying is they, that's not Jalen Brown's game. He, he is a slasher. He's an occasional. He's a streaky three point shooter. Occasional. I guess you could say reliability from a three-point line. I mean, the man shoots under 40%. Mm-hmm. They, have, they have had no answer for him and Jalen Brown when they put the ball on the deck. Why was he standing out there just bombing them threes? It made no sense. I was like, y'all have been creaming this team. Even though Toronto won that game Thursday night, y'all been creaming this team with, between alternating between Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum, and then Kimball Walker doing the stop and go. And Kimball's been killing them. He has seven shots. That dude shot the ball four. The other dude shot the ball fourteen times. Kimba had seven shots. But D, what do you think? Should uh, should a, shouldn't a shooter stop? Uh, player stop shooting if he's over eight on three point line. <laughs> I'm gonna quote Shakespeare on y'all. Polonius said to thy own self, "Be true. You are not okay. a three point shooter, son. Go mm. to the hole. That's where you do your damage. Go to the hole. If you if yeah. you can knock down a couple in the game, okay, great. But that is not why we just gave you an extension. We gave you an extension because you put the ball in the basket to close to you. Let's try that. Let's try that. Oh, for After, I, I would have called timeout. If I want to hit teammate, hey, dog, don't shoot no more threes. <laughs> That's it. Don't you shoot now another three. I'm not passing you the ball again. Don't shoot no more three. Exactly. Don't shoot one three. Stay away from that. Go to the hole. Will, Will is right. I, they they can't yeah. stop them from going to the hole. I couldn't understand that either. Why he kept shooting? Like why, dude? Why are you still shooting three corners? This is not working. This is not working. He was doing like that dude. He was doing like that dude at the park. Well, I got the next one. I got the next one, dog. I got the next one. <laughs> Bang. I got the next one. I got the next one. No, you don't. Yeah. You're going to have the next one when you play the next down with somebody else because you ain't going to play with me much longer. You keep shooting that ball and you'll miss all the mad balls. Uh-huh. We ain't going to have that. All right. The Bears have just named Mitchell Trubisky uh, the starter for over Nick Foles. Um, uh, twins, how much they got to do with money? Do you think? Do you think? How, do you think that has to do anything with money, or that Mitchell Trubisky has actually improved? He didn't improve, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
getting us? Yeah. Why you think Chicago released him? Exactly. No, exactly. Mitchell Trubisky is a Chicago quarterback. That's what I'm saying. He he's been named their star huh? over I Nick Foles. <laughs> I thought they're going to release him after. They yeah, they're, oh my goodness. They'll release him after he started on one five. I don't know what this deal is. I just think they just dumb for money, money. or something. Yeah, it's yeah. money. They, 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 they yeah. got to try to see if they can get somebody to investment because Mitchell Trubisky has showed us nothing. And I don't know what he could have yeah, did against that Abercrombie in practice that could have showed you anything. I, I don't know. But anyway. Mike, is that a situation about money, or you think Mitchell Trubisky is actually improved? I don't, I don't think he improved, but I don't think the other guy came in and separated himself from him. So you're going with the the known commodity of suckage. That's all. But the known, but Mike, the known commodity has showed he can't do anything. He's not good. Well, if the other guy that he bought in at practice, he, he didn't look no better. So, and I'm and I'm paying so the you, other guy. So you find it? So basically, you got to justify picking him second over Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, and all those oh, guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get you know your job is on the line, and you you can um have to go to the house. That's so all right. They'll both be unemployed. <laughs> that's okay. They'll both be unemployed. Because Mitchell Trubisky is not good, but he's not good. Hey, I'm I, like, yeah. Sometimes these NFL coaches make these decisions. I don't get it, man. The Bears are a legit quarterback with that defense, with that Jackson boy, with uh, Khalil, and all them boys. Man, they are. They, they had a quarterback and an offense that can do just something. They 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 will be serious contenders, but if Mitchell Trubisky is going to be the quarterback, mm-mm. I thought they were trying to win when they no. played Nick Foles. But I guess, <laughs> hey, but, yeah. but I that guess serves not. them well for not even giving Cam Newton the phone call. And that should have been the other thing. I was going to go there, D. Yeah, I was going. Yeah. That's who. That's what Cam should have been. He should have been in Chicago, really, because yeah. you can't you can't tell me that Nick Foles is better than Cam Newton. And then here's this other thing, Josh McCown. Is getting a third. He's getting a uh, a contract to be the third string for the Eagles. Okay, I get you drafted a kid. Josh McCown is forty one years old. I know. I know. Callan Kaepernick probably can throw the ball from his couch better than Josh McCown. I'm just, that's just me. So you you telling me that you think Josh McCown is a more serviceable option if your quarterbacks go down than Callan Kaepernick? Then Colin. I don't get it. Anyway, um, Lou, what do you think? Uh, is it about chance. money in Chicago? Yeah. Oh, it's definitely about – well, nine times out of ten, you know, it's all about the money. And, of course, this is one of those times where it is about the money. I mean, Trubisky, you know, what's he really going to do for the Bears anyway? I mean, he's just – I don't know why they had to go with him. But it is about the money, plain, plain and simple. Versus mm. quarterback. What do you think, bad, bad move. It's definitely about the vengeance um, because uh, Mr. Nick Foles has probably ran out of gas. He don't have no more magic. And the Bears struck out. And now you see Deshaun Watson getting paid. And 
It's a matter of, okay, if people are going to lose their jobs at the end of the year, we might as well go ahead and let this number two pick flame out and, um, you know, own up that we made a bad decision here. Derek? Uh, I think it's about money, but I also think it's about just pride. And they're too stubborn to say we didn't do a good job on draft A, B, or C. And listen, they got to get over that. Arizona got over that so fast. They picked Josh Rosen, and the next year, somebody better was available. Hey, dog, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? You ain't going to work out. And it turns out they were right because the Dolphins cut them too. But, you know what I mean? Like, to me, it don't make sense that they are willing to basically waste another year and another uh, uh, another season of a lot of defensive players that are in their prime to try to hang on to a guy that has shown you he just can't do it. He just – he can't do it. Well, if we go back to that 2017 draft where Mitchell Trubisky was picked, I want you guys to listen to how interesting this is. You got Mitchell Trubisky. Leonard Fournette has been cut. John Ross has done nothing. We waiting on Mike Williams with the Chargers to stay healthy. And the guy who was picked 12th and the guy who was picked 10th are the two best players in that draft. They're both worth right now over $600 million as uh, Deshaun Watson just got his. Leonard Fournette. Let's talk about Tom Cox and his his insane regimen that he has. He doesn't relate to today's players. I'm not sure what the heck they're doing in Jacksonville because they've gotten rid of Jalen. They didn't want to pay Jalen Ramsey. They got rid of the defensive end that was a pro bowler. Uh, Calais Campbell is gone. Uh, they're going to start Minshew. They even got rid of a wide receiver. And I'm like, my goodness, what are y'all doing in Jacksonville? And I hope it ain't no tanking situation. I really don't. But anyway, yeah. um, Tom Coughlin, Derek, what do you make of Tom Coughlin and the way he relates to today's players? Uh, I don't think he does. This thing that everybody, I think, forgets about Tom Coughlin and some of this, it is his fault, but it ain't, it ain't his fault. Tom Coughlin is a military background person. So he believes in doing everything in a regimented type of way. But even in doing that, there's certain things that you just have to, you got to learn to evolve. And I don't think he's learned to evolve. I think he still has that boot camp mentality. Everybody going to do what I say. You're going to, you know what I mean? You're going to jump when I enter the room and all of that. And today's players, don't feel that way because because they know. Listen, my talent is worth more than whatever little pride or ego trip that you own. So if you don't want to pay me, that's cool. I'm just hanging at the house, post on social media, and somebody else will trade for me and pay me. And I think he's still he's still stuck in that way that he ran the Jaguars the first time he was there, which was like the early '90s. These are you know I mean these are millennials. They minds are completely different than what you probably, you know what I mean, got used to doing. And then the other thing is the owner at some point is going to have to look at his product and say, exactly what am I doing? Because even if you were tanking, some part of the team has to be good in order for that pick to, you know what I mean, be actually be valuable to you. So I, I, I really don't – I think it's time for him to go home, listen, just go on and retire for good, Enjoy the rest of your day doing something that's a lot less stressful than dealing with millennials and millionaires and just call it a day because he obviously not um, he hasn't progressed in his thinking over the years. He still thinks it's 1996 and he's dealing with Fred Taylor and Mark Brunel. 
Somebody, but let me modify. Tom Tom, Tom Coughlin is not the uh, executive team at this time. They fired him in uh, December, yeah. so okay. he's been okay. going for a while. So they, but they still don't know what the heck they're doing down there. That that yeah, uh, they I think Barone is still the coach. They just don't know what they're doing. So we can scrap that question because he's already been fired. And he should have been. <laughs> which, which already been fired. <laughs> my bad, yeah, my bad, already. Tom Coughlin. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, I ain't. I ain't because mm-hmm. I don't understand what they're doing in Jacksonville. I knew what the Dolphins were doing. I was on board with that thing. Yeah. I didn't understand. I don't understand because the Jacksonville Jaguars weren't they just two years ago in the AFC Championship game, leading in the fourth quarter yeah. on their way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it, it, it was three, but they they don't have a plan, man. That's the that's the problem. They don't. They have no idea what direction they're going in. They just they wake up. They like you. They like your child when they want stuff. Today I want this. Tomorrow I want that. They don't have a plan. you said you said a mouthful just then. You said a mouthful just then. That's the argument I have with everybody about college football. They say the kids want to play. I say my kids want to eat candy every day. I said, but I can't let them. You you can't leave that kind of decision. You got to look out for people's best and look out for young people's best interest that you are in charge of. But go ahead, Mike. What were you gonna say? Oh, well, I, I see it. I, I just think, and it's thinking. When I heard that they got rid of Fournette, I, I mean, when I see him play, he he ran the ball hard. He, I mean, I'm just like, what? Well, Fournette's a, a dinosaur. He he he's gonna he, guys like him yeah. will be phased out of the NFL because he can't catch. All he can, and, and he's not gonna. He's just gonna be a short yardage stumper down there in Tampa. That's it. They're not for to sit down on that barber kid because that barber kid can catch out the backfield. Fournette can't. He can pick up the blitz. Well, well, they well the the rumor is <laughs> Jacksonville is is a it's going to be a package deal if they become the worst team in the league. Jacksonville going to get. Yeah, I heard that. I know. I know. Sun, the generation. Sunshine, I heard that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sunshine and, and Devil. And Dabo. And, and? <laughs> but, but that but this is the thing though, Mike. That's gonna be pointless Ooh. if you get rid of everything. Cause Sunshine can't throw the ball to himself. He can't defend nobody. He can't run the ball. I know Dabo is good, but this ain't college recruiting. He can't just go pick who he mm-hmm. wants. You you know what I mean? You got salary cap. You got all of that stuff. If that's the plan, that's a horrible plan. Oh, that's I good. mean, I can. That's what they're that's the talk from here. And I, I'm I'm not a Jaguar oh, okay. fan no. here. You, I'm not a Jaguar fan. But that that came off of, that came off the four letter. They came up with that. They uh, somebody yeah. threw that out there saying that that's the thing that they want to do. And first thing I said was I don't understand the reason for it because one Trevor Lawrence ain't that good to me. I get it. Y'all want him to be good. Yeah. I understand that. But. I, I know that I know that kid, I know them two wide receivers he had down there were pretty darn good, and that that running back is unbelievable. So I mean that's the same thing with Joe Burrow. We're gonna find out how good you are without all that all all uh, first round talent that you play with. Let's yeah, see. we'll find out next but week. I don't think, we? <laughs> no, we won't find out. Any, we won't find out anything about Joe Burrow except for the fact that can he take a punishment? Can he take punishment? Because he's gonna okay. get creamed. That's it. It, it, they, they have nothing. They don't have anything in, no. in, in Cincinnati. That's it. No. no. I mean, I, I feel bad for the kid for them throwing him out there. 
<laughs> I, I really do. Yeah. I don't see no it's success still, coming. It's going to be a sad statement. And is AJ, is, is AJ Green still there? Is AJ Green still there? Or did they let him he, go? Supposed to. Yeah, but you, you know, he's going to get hurt in like week two. Yeah, like that's yeah, his thing much. now. He get hurt, sit out of the rest of the season with like a uh, bad toe or something. <laughs> well, when, when the, uh, what, what's, what's the uh, running run back from um, Oklahoma? Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he ain't got no domestic charges? See that? that is not he nice. Have to go there. He will. He have to go there. That's low. That is not nice. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and, and I'm going to have to start calling you Jason. Why? <laughs> Whitlock. Uh-oh. Whitlock. Let me tell you what Jason... Let me tell you what Jason Whitlock doing right now. Jason Whitlock didn't get no renewal from Fox. He got his own media. Mm. So you can call me Jason Whitlock. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it, it, it just he's just yeah. opinion based. If you don't like his opinion, don't watch his show. But he 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 landed on his feet. He got his own media now. And although he has yeah, gone hard after LeBron James, and that's what's got him up to a million views on his own media, which means that's his own money that he keeps in his pocket. You can call me Jason Whitlock every day, but don't call me Stephen A. Smith right now because I'm mad at him. Hey, hey, hey look here. I'm, you know this is the hardest thing in the world for me to say, but I got Stephen A. back on this one. You don't oh, lose your mind. I, I can't believe it. Hey. Me, and Mike real, me and Mike really agree together. Oh, this is bad. Why? Why? Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Mike, you give Mike, you do it, and then I'm gonna let I'm gonna let uh, no, Walter no. go. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to I want to I want to hear I want to hear what you guys think about it. So, Mike, you tell me why me, you me, think Stephen A. Smith had a valid point. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> this is why I say Stephen. It, it's just like Stephen A. Smith said. It's not that Stephen Nash. He's mad that Stephen Nash got the job. It's the process that Stephen Nash got the job. Then, 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 okay. Then, pause. Pause. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do you like. I'm gonna do you like Max do Stephen A. Pause right there. Pause right there. Okay. <laughs> you talk about the process. You know that same process that skipped that that uh, Steve Nash skipped over. You know it's the same process that Jason Kidd skipped over. It's the same process that a lot of black nah. young uh, black athletes skipped over. It ain't just. It ain't just well, Steve Nash and Steve Kerr. Okay, let, me, let me ask you something. Name one okay. black black coach in the NBA. That, that that got a job with a ready-made playoff team. That went to a playoff team. No, you, that you that's got a ready-made playoff team. Isaiah Thomas when he took over Larry Indiana. Well, I, 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 I thought Larry Bird fired him. I thought he was before Larry Bird. No. I don't see. I don't remember that, no. so I can't argue that. No, you don't remember Larry Bird? No, but most see, but black black coaches don't get get that opportunity to just go into a job where when you you already got the um, two two big time shooters, two of the best players in the league. This guy ain't, ain't close to Donald, but ain't got a quarter of basketball. Nepotism, baby. Basketball. That's what it was about. And you got people it was like, about ne- and you got um, Mark Jackson. So you, so you think he's be, he a better coach than Mark Jackson? 
No, Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson's religious beliefs have turned off a lot of people I in the league. Know, that's that ain't what I ask you. Yeah. No, don't don't tell me about no that's, religious beliefs. Do you think he's a better coach than Mark Jackson? Right now, so yes or no? Yeah, because Mark yeah. Jackson been out the league. Yeah, Mark Jackson oh, been out the league. He, well, he ain't. But he ain't. <laughs> hey, he ain't in the league. He wasn't in the league either. He ain't. He no. Yes, coach. he was. He, he was working. He was working with Golden State. Uh, that's where that's man. where him and KD got a relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, let me get so Walter. I, we got 15 yeah. minutes later. Let me get Let me get Walter start. Walter, what, what, why do you support what Stephen A. Smith said? Uh, because it reminded me of the Tony Dungy situation when he was in Tampa Bay, and he put that Bucks team together, and then all of a sudden, John Gruden comes on the scene and boom, goes to the Super Bowl. I, I just can't recall in the NBA where a ready-made team, championship-quality team, is given to a black head coach. I just now I, – I don't think – I personally am not looking what about at Talu? the first top. What about Talu? What about Talu? Talu that, that was an in-season hire. That wasn't, a, that wasn't, a, um, that wasn't an off-season okay, hire. That was we finna kick one dude out and you get space. And we know LeBron made that hire, not – Oh, okay, that I'm, I'm glad you but, said I mean, that you, because you know, that's why I was going. But go ahead, no, go ahead, you, go ahead. I, but I don't, I don't recall a black head coach just being given the Lakers, the Celtics, the Big Heat, uh, where it's ready there, it's right on the cart for you. I don't, I don't even see that in corporate America. Will up here, I don't. Well, I'm agree with you well, on corporate but, America. I'm with you there. I don't see where it I'm is. With you on that so that's so that's where I'm, and I really listened to Stephen A. Smith and, and how he, he said he talked with Sean Marks. Now, what I don't agree with Sean Marks' rebuttal to Stephen A. is, and I understand he's saying, well, I, we hired the best coach for us. Well, you know what? Then I got to point the finger at Kyrie Irving and, and, and Kevin Durant then. Because if you guys are the ones who say who signed off on this and you didn't at least make it a point to make sure Mark Jackson and and, and Jason Kidd uh, – I, I honestly believe Mark – if Mark Jackson doesn't get the Indiana Pacers thing, then it, it's definitely time for a Rooney rule. You know, I don't know if you want to call it David Stern's rule, whatever you want to call it. You know, you want to mm, – it's time for a Rooney, a hard-nosed – Clear yeah. opportunity. You gotta have people in the pipeline. You gotta have people. Well, but I want, I want the Walter. I want the Rooney Rule to be going out of the NFL. So I definitely don't want it in the NBA. We we down to we down to thirteen minutes. So go ahead, D. Go ahead, D. Yeah, I, I only wanted to add this thing. Everybody keeps acting like, you know, I mean, I don't really care either way. I'm just be honest with you, because everybody acts like he has like a ready-made championship team, which I don't really see it that way. For a couple of reasons. One, Kyrie Irving teammates don't like him. I don't care what nobody says. His teammates don't like him. So I don't care what kind of coach they get. Nobody likes playing with this dude. Boston, the players in Boston didn't like playing with him. Nobody likes playing with him. He's ornery. He's going to like the coach right. today, and tomorrow he's going to hate Steve Nash guts because Kevin Durant is the same way. Kevin Durant won two championship rings and was one injury away from winning three in a row. And he was still upset about something. I don't, everybody yeah. tried to make it seem like it was all Draymond's fault, and that's oh, that's why he left. No, I wouldn't. He just went happy. They just two unhappy people. So to make it seem like they just got a ready-made championship team, that's not true. 
we're going to have to see what they do. And plus, there's only one ball. Karis LeVert plays better when he <laughs> has the ball. He's not going to have the ball when Kyrie and KD are on the court. Spencer, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie plays better when he has the ball. He's not going to have the ball. That's why nobody got along. So I want to see how Steve Nash is going to fix all of these personality problems. Bump the basketball. Personality problems. He's going to have his hand full. The only thing that I had an issue with was y'all didn't give Jacques Bond the, the, the job, but y'all wanted him to stay there to help him out. I didn't like that. Part. We made him. We made him the highest paid assistant in the league. We made him the highest paid assistant yeah, in the league. Yeah, you know what I mean? I know I know you gave him the money and da 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 but there's something to be said for a man who got at the team the way that he did after you let go of Kenny Atkinson for him to still not get the job, even though they played awesome in the bubble. He kept the team together. He did all the things that a head coach is supposed to do. He managed all the personalities. You know what I mean? Like but isn't that on job Katie was really pissed at Kenny. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jock Vaughn managed yeah. all of that stuff. The reason Kenny Atkinson got fired and they just didn't want to say it was because KD and Kyrie didn't like the lineup adjustments that he was making. Well, y'all ain't the coach. It ain't your job. You ain't going to go tell Pop what to do. So, to me, they got a coach who they feel like would do what they want. But there's going to come a point where he's going to have to disagree with them. That's when you're going to find out how ready he is for this how? job. So, But how are you going to disagree? How are you going to disagree? How are you going to disagree with them? They handpicked him. This is Kevin Durant. Yeah, they, this ain't Sean Marks. Right. Uh, Kevin Durant handpicked him. So how are he going to disagree right. with Kevin so, Durant? This is why he's going to have to at some point. Something is going to go wrong. We all, everybody raise right. their hand and understand that something is going to yeah, go well. wrong. This is what's going to happen. When they have to get in front of the media and the mics and explain whose fault was what and why we did or did not do this, that's when you're going to have problems. Everybody know Kyrie. Kyrie learned from the school of LeBron and how to send subliminal messages to his teammates. We already know that. KD just and don't forget, That's his thing. And, and don't forget who, who his real mentor was, was Kobe Bryant. Right. He ain't Kobe. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. but you he got Kobe. a lot of that quirk. He got a lot of that quirk that 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 Kobe that before Kobe passed, God rest his soul. A lot of people didn't like Kobe. Threw his teammates Listen. under the bus. He was Listen, rough. But you know what Kobe did? Kobe bought his teammates along for the ride too. Kobe was gonna drag you to the finish line, whether you wanted to go. Now, or he not. can do that though. Kyrie is just gonna leave you. He gonna get in the car and drive off. Oh yeah, yeah. I agree <laughs> with you, Kyrie. Kyrie. <laughs> Kyrie thinks he's Kobe, but he's not. Oh, he thinks he's LeBron, right. but he's not. He's not a franchise player. He's a doggone good ball handler. He's a doggone good uh, guard. But his leadership skills just don't work. It, it just don't work. And right. I think a lot of that has to do with he just look at it like this. I ain't finna tell you over and over again to do something. If you don't do it, you don't do it. That's a you problem. That's how Kyrie looked. And that's yeah. how a lot of people who are – um, I guess you can say loners. That's how they are. They don't. They like, look, I ain't, I ain't for the big you to do nothing. Either you do it or you don't do it. And that's how Kyrie do it. To where if you watch the way Kimball Walker handles the Celtics, he's slapping dudes on the back, he encouraging. Kyrie say, look, I'm not gonna pass you the ball. You keep missing. <laughs> See if Kyrie was on that team yesterday, Jalen Brown wouldn't have got no eight shots, eight chances to make eight shots. So he'd be like, no, nah, I'm good. No. Yeah. You ain't gonna take the ball to the basket. I'm done with you. We clean. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this thing over. Oh, 
And only thing I got to push back with Stephen A. with this white privilege stuff, first of all, you got to be careful when you start hollering all these racial terms and all of that foolishness because that, that wasn't even necessary. It's not white privilege because the, the superstar black player is the one who handpicked the darn coach. It ain't to do with it. Right. As far as Jock Vaughn, if Jock Vaughn, if I was Jock Vaughn and it had been me and I'd be like, look, I did what I could and all these opt-outs and we did pretty good in the bubble, we was right up to the last to the last couple of seconds against the team that Man, made the playoffs. Yeah. I'd have walked. I'd have walked. But right. Jock Vaughn stayed because of the money. He he stayed because of the money. I ain't mad at him. They make you the highest paid assistant. I ain't mad at you. You do that. And as far as Mark Jackson go, Mark Jackson's going to have a hard time getting a job. If you guys don't follow NBA Jumper, NBA Whatever it is, everybody say Mark Jackson's religious beliefs rub people the wrong way. It rubs guys well, the me, wrong way. Well, what, well, what, me, what do he believe in that rub everybody the wrong I have way? No clue. Somebody educate me I on have that. no clue. I the have no clue. Will, that is Derek, but let, no, me, let, Will, me, let me make it real quick. The same thing that me and you profess. That's what he believes in. So thing. why does that rub is people the wrong way? Because they heathen. Because unfortunately, <laughs> like, <laughs> I say no more. There you go. I'll leave it in my statement. Hey, that was Very good. Very good. If they're mad at a, at a man because he's belief in God, fuck them. In the boat that they wait, 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 wait. Hey, hold on, Mike. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Because... Okay. Because if you, I don't think it's just his belief in God. I think it's okay. I think it's the pushing of his beliefs on people. See, and I think that's where a lot of people yeah. that are Christians they 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 miss it a little bit. It doesn't have nothing to do with them those guys being heathens. They could be probably on a. They probably feel like their religious walk is different from his, and they don't want to hear him keep slamming something down their throat. It's just we'll speculate. I don't know. But exactly. the thing about that keeps saying about Mark Jackson is his re, his religious beliefs rubs guys the wrong way. And talking to somebody, yours truly, grew up in a deepest, deeply religious home. Trust me, mm-hmm. fanatics can drive people crazy. For, for, uh, Christian fanatics oh, can rub yeah. people the wrong way. I'm sorry, that's just well, the truth. They can. Well. But Will, let me ask this quick question before we get out. Now, what about the coach from Indiana? He he wasn't a good coach. No, he just got swept for two years in a row. That's just how it goes. He got swept. He got swept. No, he got swept three years in a row. So they feel like yeah, they got he he can get him. Yeah, he can get him there. But oh, that's it. he didn't get swept three years in a row. The, oh, the two years. Well, he got swept the last there, year. They put they put. Yeah, they pushed LeBron in the sixth game oh, last yeah, year. Right. They didn't have Vic, and then this year, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not making any excuses for him, but it's a lot of white coaches that got swept. You know what I mean? And they make it back. What's the dude name up in Portland right now? Terry Stotts. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They got, they can listen. They got Stott. swept twice in the last three years, and and knocked out a couple of times, like four to one, and they ain't heard nobody want to fire him. And all his people yeah, but mostly his, be healthy. But his but his owner is, is is not holding him to that standard that the Indiana owner is holding uh held Nick McMillan to. It's just like when it's just like when Alvin got fired. They ain't got no ring. I don't know. But when Alvin got fired, nobody understood it. And Alvin got fired because um Zion couldn't stay off his mama's biscuits. That's why Alvin got fired, but I mean, no, no, no that's why Alvin got fired. Alvin got fired because David Griffin, 
David Griffin got stuck with Alvin. He didn't want Alvin. We yeah, let's just call it what it is. That's true too. He didn't want that's Alvin. That's true too. So it, 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 it really probably wouldn't matter what Alvin did aside from winning the chips. He was going to make a change. I think and that's a, and then oh, that man. same case can be made for Kenny Atkinson. That same case can be made for Kenny Atkinson because Sean Marks wanted his dude in there. He's a former teammate right. of Steve Nash. He and Steve Nash have a relationship. And when he went to KD right. and said, yo, Steve may be interested in coaching, what you think? KD said, yeah, because he ain't going to be able to tell me what to do anyway. So, yeah, go hire him. Because I'm going <laughs> to call the offense, and that's it. I'm going to do what LeBron did to Ty Lue. And that's another reason probably why Ty Lue doesn't have a job because Kyrie was like, no, you bent and bowed to LeBron. I ain't going through that. Uh-uh. I'm still, I still got a problem with you. So that's probably why Ty Lue didn't get that job. And for all this Ty Lue support, y'all, get, y'all, y'all, y'all jumped all over Spo when he got the big three. But y'all say that Ty Lue's a great coach. Spo has proven that he can work with nothing. But Ty Lue's a great coach because he won a championship with LeBron. Yeah. I don't understand it. Well, Spo got um 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 the old, uh, what's, what's his name? It's just he's oh. trying to look low. Um, what's his name? You know, oh. uh, what's his what? The old Lakers coach. You know who I'm trying to think. I can't Pat remember Riley. his name right now. Pat Riley. Oh, Pat. Pat. Yeah. Pat Riley don't call no plays. What are you talking about? Uh, Pat Rapp, but Pat Rapp, even though he ain't calling no plays well, he's doing he's doing his job. He's staying in his lane, and he's he's yes. you know the the Miami Heat definitely caught me off off guard. They were definitely not on my radar. So to see how this to see how this talent has developed, I I really didn't see Jimmy Butler being able to pay off dividends this quick, and with Bam. And Hero and some of the other talent that they got there. Well, then, see, you know, then, Pat, Pat is see, doing his job. Okay, okay, I, I get what you guys are saying. And the only reason why the Miami Heat are relevant is because they are 3-1. But as a Miami Heat fan, I watched the last half of last season, and I saw that boy start over a guy they paid $20 million. I'm talking about Bam Adebayo. And the last two places Jimmy has been when he has been healthy, when he was healthy in, in Minnesota and he played with the Big Cat and Wiggins, they were in the playoffs until he got hurt. It was because he saw that Wiggins and that dude, and he, he didn't think they had that dog in it. And he goes to Philadelphia, and Philadelphia makes the wrong call and takes Tobias Harris over him. But when Jimmy was there, Philadelphia is a, is a ball bouncing four times and going in the rim from being in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm stunned with all this. Jimmy, they didn't know Jimmy Butler was good stuff. That's what throws me. I can't get yeah, it because agreed. every team Jimmy Butler's been on over the couple of years, that team has been good. I can get if you say you didn't know Bam Adebayo was that good because you don't follow the Miami Heat. But I saw that kid coming last year because mm-hmm. the guy they gave the money to, they put on the bench because of Bam Adebayo. I'm just saying. And I get the Pat Rally love, and people don't want to give Spo no credit. But you better talk about Randy Fun. You better talk about Keith Askins. You better talk about Udonis Haslam. You better talk about Alonzo Mourning because Pat don't do no traveling to go see no college games. Pat ain't doing that. When they discovered Duncan Robinson, that was one of the uh, in-scouting people that yeah. discovered him. Pat makes moves, and he gets a lot of credit. And I don't want to just diminish the man, but, yo, there are some people that working in that organization that's doing the, the, doing the legwork. Pat makes the final decision. But those guys who, are doing the who, legwork. Who, who, hired, who hired those people? Who hired those people to do, do a good job? 
I get what you're saying. I'm, I'm not diminishing Pat Riley. All I'm saying is there are guys that's doing the legwork that you got to give credit to. It's, it's any GM. No GM goes and, 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 and do all that scouting on their own. And that, that'd be Correct. Pat Riley. That'd be Elton Brand. That'd be Sean Mark. I don't care who it is. They all go. They all have people that make that, that say, hey, look, we think this kid can fit. If, if nobody saw Duncan Robinson coming, the boy averaged nine points a game in college. Nobody saw this dude coming from nowhere. <laughs> I mean, but he could shoot. But if it wasn't for the way the game is being played now, Duncan Robinson would be the best player at a local YMCA. I promise you. If the game was three points, <laughs> know, right? the way it is yeah. right now, he would be the best player at a local YMCA. That's just the way it is. Let's give let's give the, the credit. They give some of this to the way the game is played now. I'm sorry. That's our time. Seven fifteen. Thank you guys for your time. Appreciate it. Remember, seven a.m. tomorrow. Sprinkle.com. The link is in the description. Listen to me tomorrow. Going to talk about the Premier League and talk about the AFC. Yeah, going to talk about the AFC. Give my thoughts in a little bit more in depth. All right, say a prayer for somebody because prayer changes things. Be easy. Give me a call. Okay. Yeah.